0: Hey everybody, this is Cindy Fish. You are listening to the At His Feet podcast. I want to invite you today to set aside your whirlwind of busyness and mental to-do list to have a seat beside me at the feet of Jesus. Now let's pursue Him together. Thank you for listening. Hello? Yeah. Hello, welcome to SSL 14. Hi, I'm Spider-Man. Can you tell I have a newly obsessed with Superheroes little boy? (laughs) I'm actually really excited about it because that means that maybe Paw Patrol is on its way out. Hallelujah. (laughs) He um, hasn't been Paw Patrol crazy since he was about a year and a half. Now he's about four and a half, and so it's time. I'm ready. (laughs) Anyways, today we are in Odessa, Texas. We um, actually thought we would be gone from here by now, thought we'd be heading somewhere else, but God has been moving and everything just worked out to where we'll be staying here for a little bit longer. So today I will be talking about a time when God used my own uh, momming lesson. I was getting on to Ezra about something, and as I turned around from getting on to him, God pointed my fingers straight back in my face and revealed something to me uh, actually gave me really an answer to something that I had felt years before. I don't know if, if any of you are like this, but I feel like there are these moments where it's like a dad moment. I don't know how to explain it, but sometimes... God just corrects me or he speaks to me and it's a uh, stern and I don't I don't know how to explain it but it's it's like a father, you know, which um so we'll talk about that today and I will just go ahead and get to it. So being a mom is one of my favorite things in the world. Um You know, yeah, there are tiring days and definitely moments where I am just done with being touched and with hearing fussing. And any mom listening can relate if you remember your kids' younger years. But 85% of the time, I'll just be real, I almost said 95% and then I thought, no, that's not quite accurate. (laughs) 85% of the time, probably, I am just overjoyed with my Ezra and my Abby. Ezra is four, Abby is one, and they're such a blessing, and they're so much fun. I'm like one of those crazy moms, I feel like, and that is crazy to me because, uh, and when I say crazy mom, I'm like crazy about my kids. I guess I, I should explain that, but it's crazy to me because when I was a kid and like a young teenager, I never was that baby kind of person. My best friend at the time, Jessica, she was always the one To hold all the new babies and to just, you know, play with all the little bitty kids. And I just kind of stood there (laughs) awkwardly like, I don't know what to do with these things. And kids scared me. Little bitty babies scared me even more. And then when I was in high school, I I remember kind of thinking that I would never have kids. It just wasn't a thought on my mind. I really just thought that real love and marriage, that type of thing, just wouldn't happen for me. Uh, Which is a whole story in itself, but (laughs) having kids just wasn't on my radar. It wasn't in my 10-year plan, not even in my 20-year plan. But then when I got in the church, God started healing things, and I just started letting Him work through all the mess that had just clogged up the way that I thought about myself. And all of a sudden, I could not wait to have a family of my own. I mentioned before that certain parts of growing up for me were really rocky. I love my mom, I love my dad, and they both have made incredible sacrifices for me and for my siblings, so I hope that you don't read more into anything that I'm saying, but there's parts of my story that I just can't share in this setting, and I hope you know this isn't like a poor, pitiful me uh, part of the conversation, because I know that each of us have things that have happened in our lives that make them far from perfect, Every one of us has a story. Every one of us has things that were maybe struggles or... uh, Anyways, just we all have things that have made childhood not perfect. And uh, that's just a part of life. It's part of being human. But anyways, I remember longing for a family of my own. I longed for a happy home full of children. One that was peaceful and full of little bitty laughs. So much so that I remember before I was even engaged to Taylor, we were dating, but it wasn't really about him, but there were nights, and I can remember them vividly, where I just was laying in bed, and maybe I'm the only one, I know I'm not, when you go to bed, you think of like every possible thing, and then you... worst possible thing, you know. So I I laid one night, several nights, and I thought, what if I can't have kids? What if there's something wrong with me? And I would just pray. I would say, oh God, please let me have children. And uh, there was just this fear of me, like, what if there's something wrong? Or what if, what if it just never gets to happen for me? And I cried. I remember crying and just all but begging God for the opportunity to be a mom. Almost this opportunity just to have my own family, to have my own home full of kids that, I don't know, that I get to keep safe and and love and teach and cherish and all of that, but now I have it. (laughs) Now I have it, and now that I do have my two kids, and a side note, I would love uh, at least one, but maybe even two more kids, Uh, we've talked about it, even that we wouldn't mind having four kids we just have found such joy in parenting but with my kids now that i do have them i have found that i learned so much about myself while leading them having kids has really caused me to not only reflect on my childhood but also think who am i you know and what am i going to pass to them and also i've just tried to be intentional about who i want god to mold them into you know Making every moment count with my kids and that that kind of thing. But sometimes, sometimes God uses everyday parenting moments to give me a glimpse into how he sees me. And I want to share a conversation that I had with Ezra when he was maybe 18 months old and he used it to speak to me. So one day we were on this long road trip, and I don't know where we were going or where we were coming from. I don't know how long the trip was. I just know we were in the car. And as evangelists, we were in the car a lot. (laughs) So it's really just all one big car trip. It's such a blur. Ezra is great in the car now. He is better in the car now than I am. He does great. He doesn't even ask questions or anything. And I'm like five minutes into the road trip. I'm like, huh? how much longer? Okay, are we almost there? Like the are we there yet person in our family is totally me. But Ezra does great. But in that day, Ezra was sick of his seat. And he was trying to get out, which obviously he's buckled in really snug. There's no way he was getting out. But he was hollering, and he was fussing, and whimpering, and he kept saying, Mama, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And I kept saying, It's okay, Ezra. You're okay, baby. You're not stuck. And uh, we don't have a lot longer, you know, all the things you say to reassure this kid. But he keeps hollering it. I'm stuck, mama. I'm stuck. And I'm thinking, you're supposed to be stuck. Like, but it keeps going. And so I turn around and my patience had just run thin and I had just had enough. And I just turned and I said, Ezra, you are not stuck. You're safe. And as soon as I turned around, and plopped back in my seat, God reminded me of a time in my life that I sounded exactly like my baby boy. How many times in my uh, pre-marriage years, so uh, that time for me was 18 to 24, 23. I know it's only four years, but it felt like forever or five years. Yeah, five years, but I promise you it felt like forever. I felt stuck. I remember feeling so stuck in the season that I was in. It wasn't that I was just longing for marriage. I promise you, it wasn't just about wanting to be married. It wasn't that. It was so many things all in one. And uh, I remember writing in in these journals. I just feel stuck. I feel like life is just passing me by. I feel like uh, nothing is ever going to start. I feel like I am just at a standstill and truly though in hindsight I can see that just as Ezra's car seat straps were keeping him from harm I was safe in that stuck season I was new in God and he was growing me and nurturing me in order to grow unhindered I needed that nurturing of being close to him you know one thing I know from experience is that a season of growth and protection feels a lot like loneliness. The Lord had me close to His side and was keeping me safe from so many things that could wound me. Psalm 91 uh, verses 1 and 2 describes exactly where God had me. I couldn't see Him, but He was there. It says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. In that season, I had to constantly remind myself, it may be dark, it may be a lonely season, but I will trust Him. And we talked about trusting God not long ago. It's something I find that I'm not kidding in every season of my life god teaches me to trust him a little bit more and if anything that's what he's constantly trying to show me trust me you can trust me with all of it with everything and i want to tell you today if you find yourself in a season where you feel stuck not moving forward not moving back i want to encourage you today while you might be at a standstill There is something that you can do. Dig roots deep. Maybe you aren't progressing at the pace of others. Maybe you don't feel like you're progressing at all. Nothing new and exciting is happening for you right now. And it seems as if growth for you has just stopped and you're stuck. I've been there. Through experience, I've learned that this is the time to dig deep. You see, there are seasons of our life where we look and we are gaining ground. Our roots, what what's holding us, it's like they're growing out. Uh, you can't see my hands, but I'm totally talking with my hands right now. Okay, so there are seasons of our life where our roots are growing out. We're gaining ground. We're doing new things, you know. We're progressing. But then there are seasons where there's no ground to gain because we're not moving. We have nowhere to go. It's like you're stopped. Not stopped as in questioning, living for God, or, or stopped as in thinking of walking backwards or walking away, but stopped. It's just there's a pause. A pause is okay. A pause is often time for rest, right? But as you're pausing and as you're resting, you can dig deep. Roots so deep that. Nothing will shake you or sway you. This season of being stuck is best for getting grounded in this truth for yourself. Jeremiah 17:7 7 and 8 says it like this: Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, in whose hope the Lord is; for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river. And shall not see when the heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The scripture says that when we trust, we're like a tree planted by the water. Key word, planted. It's a choice. Trust is a choice. If I were to go in my front yard, there are two types of plants, right? Some that were purposely planted and some that naturally or wildly came up. One is weeds, right? And the other were very much done on purpose. And the ones that are there on purpose are beautiful. You know, the plants that are there on purpose. It's actually not in my yard anymore. I just thought about that. Uh, about a year ago, we. <laughs> this is bad about a year ago we had this beautiful flower bed but it just filled up with weeds so quick so and we're gone all the time it felt like every time i'd fix it it would get messed up and it was these beautiful flowers and so i just got my father-in-law to mow over the flower bed so (laughs) so i don't really have anything beautiful in my yard but if you look in most most people's yard the ones that are there on purpose are beautiful and they do have good about them. The weeds are just a nuisance. I also get from that that when we dig deep roots, we have access to more than can be seen. With deep roots, we won't be swayed. We won't be as affected by the environment around us. We will be able to stand tall because Jesus is our source. And when He is our source, there is a strength that can carry us through weakness. Blessings that can carry us through loss. A closeness with Him that can carry us through loneliness. You know another thing that verse says is that when we are planted in that way, when our roots reach to the waters, it says, um, We shall not see when the heat cometh, but our leaf will still be green. We won't be affected When the drought comes, we won't be effective. When the dry season comes, we'll just carry on like normal. And you know, I have found that to be true. I remember in the first few years of living for God, it always seemed like life was shaky and it was one chaos after another. My emotions were up and down and I wasn't in sin, but... It was just life and it was just hard and it was just messy and it was like everything just got me all upset and somehow the last few years I have felt so even. Not that nothing has happened in my life and not that there hasn't been reasons to be all upset and worked up and all that. Of course I've shared with y'all different moments of sadness or loss and uh you know, those are expected but I'm talking everyday moments, you know, a conversation with a family member that used to would have me upset for a month, you know, now I just take it for what it is. And it's like I guess when you have those roots dug deep, those those things that come, those things that come that are tr- supposed to have you all shook up and all affected, it's like no, because your source is Jesus and you are reaching far deeper than surface level you're reaching far deeper than circumstance but you're reaching to the one who never changes and when my roots are so deep that he is my source everyday things don't get to me that doesn't mean I don't have emotions that doesn't mean I'm unaffected by everything ever but it just means that the drama level goes down (laughs) and my emotions aren't so all over the place it's a lot easier to just be even and consistent I want to encourage you today. Look beyond this season. Do something now that will benefit you later. I promise if you make the most of your stuck time, if you make this the most of a time when you're having to stand still, you'll be so thankful later. Dig deep. Let God grow you. Let Him prune you. The Master Gardener knows what it takes for you and for me to thrive. And it may be different for you as it is for me. You know, even for both of us, even if what makes us thrive is that uncomfortable pruning, but we can't uproot ourselves every time it gets uncomfortable. We must stay and we must endure. You know, Jesus said it. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Enduring just means to stay, stay in his hands, stay focused on him, Don't walk away when it gets hard. Don't walk away when it's uncomfortable, like I've said. Stay still and let God hide you under the shadow of his wing. It may be dark. It may be lonely, but it's a safe place. I promise you, you are always safe in that space, that hidden place. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.